Live with CDP, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast, live on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitter, and on audio via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor FM. Now here's your host, Chris Palme. Good evening, everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me there. Uh, welcome to my uh, double header of a uh, podcast today on this Tuesday, April 19th at 7 o'clock. I'm looking forward to my next guest tonight. Uh, his name is Gabriel uh, Fereza. I hope I pronounced his last name right. He's a pro wrestler in Ontario. Uh, his nickname is Mr. Everything, and he's a crossbody uh, pro wrestling uh, champion. Uh, in uh, the Cambridge Kitchener area. I saw him uh, wrestle March 19th in Cambridge. So I'm looking forward to speaking to Gabriel, the uh, champ, and uh, talking some pro wrestling tonight. Uh, so just bear with me, guys, and I'll bring on Gabriel. And uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to him. So um, anyways, one second, guys. <clears throat> Good evening, Gabriel. How are you doing? Hey, not bad. How are you? Good. Can you hear and see me okay? Yep. Okay, yeah, I, I use for the background Toronto because I know that's where you're from. Oh, okay, no worries. Cool, cool. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Really appreciate it. No problem. How was the? Uh, how did the card go on Saturday? Unfortunately, I had another commitment, and uh, I, I wasn't able to co come to the one in Cambridge. Good, good. Uh, I feel like most of the shows uh, are pretty good up in Crossbody, so uh, just business as usual, you know. I was going to say, and the next one is not until, what, June 18th, I believe? Uh, something like that, yeah. Okay, I'll promote it right now. I guess Saturday, June 18th, uh, Crossbody production, Crossbody Pro Wrestling. Uh, I guess the monster returns on June 18th. So uh, have you guys determined what matches are going to be yet, or that's still talked? No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yet. Okay. I was going to say, and how did your match go against, uh, was it Taylor Thomas on uh, Saturday night? Uh, Tyler Thomas, yeah. Tyler, uh, Tyler sorry. Not went well. Um, still champ, so that's all I care about. I was gonna say, how long have you held held the belt for now? Um, just two months or so. Wow, not, not very long. Just you, just one. Do you remember who 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 did you, which opponent did you defeat and which uh, city was it where you won the title? I beat Holden Albright in a sixty-four minute match in wow. Cambridge. Yeah, sixty-four minutes, man. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. Because I had Alexa Nicole on uh, a week and a half ago on my podcast, mm -hmm. and she was saying she'd never wrestled thirty minutes before, and you really have to have great cardio for those kind of matches. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a mental game. You kind of hit the wall the same way that runners do, but uh, you just gotta keep pushing. <laughs> was that your first ever sixty-plus minute match? Yeah. 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 And think... you've sorry. Go ahead. I think the longest I had done before that would have been like half an hour or something like that. Wow. And I was going to say, you hold, uh, you still hold the Barry Wrestling Championship belt too? Yep. And uh, you just had a match, I think, recently with uh, Alexa Nicole. Uh, for what well, we're going to have a match uh, at the next show, I just uh, defended against Mark Wheeler. Wow. Okay. And uh, she's a pretty tough opponent too. She is. Yeah. She's very tough. Uh, she's she's been on national television, right? So I can't take her too lightly. 
Yeah, she was uh, great coming on my podcast. And her match against Crystal Moon, I was at that one in uh, March 19th, and that was an outstanding match as well. I agree. So, um, again, yeah, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, First question I wanted to ask you is, can you tell my audience in Guelph just a little bit about yourself? And when did you decide you wanted to pursue a career as a wrestler? Um, I kind of decided that I wanted to actually do this as like a career later than most people. Like I was already wrestling <laughs> when I decided that I'd actually like try. Um, Cause I've been a wrestling fan pretty much, pretty much my whole life. Uh, and my parents were actually the ones who kind of found the uh, wrestling school that I ended up going to. So at first it was just kind of like uh, sort of like a hobby, you know, something to do, something to motivate you. And um, just as time kind of went on, I realized that I was kind of not bad at it and I was kind of like picking it up well. And, you know, I like wrestling and uh, I figured why not give it a try. And uh, yeah, I, I must have been probably like 20 years old at that point. And I started training at 18. So yeah, just recently, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. Okay. Did you grow up a WCW fan or a WWE fan? <clears throat> WWE. Yeah, I didn't start watching it like religiously until probably 04. So by that point, WCW was, you know, long gone. Yeah, that's true. I started watching wrestling in the mid-80s during the golden era. I call mm-hmm. it was Hulkamania, the Warrior, Bret Hart. Yeah. And I, I watched wrestling up until, um, I think, when The Rock and Stone Cold left. And then I kind of lost interest in it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then AEW brought in CM Punk, who I always liked. And I started watching AEW, and uh, I thought them having a CM Punk and MJF. I kind of liked it. And then I went to a card in Guelph uh, in November with Pearl 365 Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. And then when I saw your card coming up in Cambridge in March, I uh, took my friend and myself and I really enjoyed it. And I, I've really found uh, my interest back in pro wrestling again. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. A lot of people, I think, fell out around the same time, like from the 80s to about when Stone Cold and The Rock left. But yeah, I mean, like, there's a whole world of wrestling out there, right? Like, just because one product kind of becomes stale. Like there's plenty more to watch. And I was going to say, and I was really impressed with both cards and, and stuff like that. Now, one, one thing I wanted to ask you about, what's your thoughts on intergender wrestling? I, I think it's great personally. Yeah. Um, I think when it's done uh, tastefully, it's great. Um, I think I can see how some people would be sort of against it, especially like, you know, some wrestling can be a bit more on the violent side. Um, but I've always seen wrestling as like combat theater, right? So there's no reason why there can't be intergender. Like we're in this sort of fantastical world where really anything can happen. You know what I mean? Like in a real fight, you're not going to see, you know, a shooting star press ever. Right. So why are we so nitpicky about what's, you know, acceptable and what isn't right. If, if you can tell the story, I don't see why not. And one thing I wanted to say is uh, women's wrestling has come a long ways in the last decade because before it was just diva type wrestling and basically hiring pretty women to go in the ring. But now the wrestling is really good quality. Yeah, yeah. And and I think because <clears throat> I, 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 a lot of people will say, you know, wrestling or women's wrestling has come a long way. But, you know, people forget that like women's wrestling from the get go has been really, really, really good. It was just that like little lull where the WWF and the WWE were like on top and, you know, they were pushing the pretty women, which is fine to a degree, obviously. But, you know, when you look a little bit further back, like with people like Alundra Blaze and Bull Nakano, right? Like they were in the WWF and they were kicking each other's asses. 
And so I think it's just kind of reached back to where it should have been from the get-go. That's true. Hey, you're my uh, seventh wrestler on my podcast. You're my first male wrestler. So uh, nice. thank you for coming on. I uh, hear the others, the, the female wrestlers have been great. Uh, Chris Terra has been great. Mm -hmm. uh, Alex uh, Nicole has been great. And I've had a few others like GG Ray on mm -hmm. it as well. So, um, yeah, I just love, like I said, I've gotten back into the squared circle. And uh, I really had a good time on that card on March 19th. And uh, the thing I like about it is you guys were after the matches you guys were great with the fans and stuff like that too yeah we try to be you know we want everybody to come back and have fun and it's affordable uh, affordable entertainment for a couple hours for mm -hmm. families or people that want to catch uh, some wrestling yeah okay uh my next question i wanted to ask you is who helped train you and where did you train at again um so i started training at squared circle training that's in north york ontario uh that was under rob fuego um, and, uh, you know, a, lo a lot of the kind of local guys would come in here and there and help you out with whatever they could. Um, then I trained at, uh, Battle Arts with Santino and Yuki Shikawa. Uh, since then, you know, I just try to pop into every school that I can get into. I trained with Josh Alexander for a little bit. Um, just everywhere that I can kind of get in. Like if I see a seminar happening, I'm definitely there. Um, but yeah, it all started at Squared Circle and then about, about probably about a year there and then another year at Battle Arts. Wow. Okay. Hey, uh, before I get into the next question, I just wanted to uh, show a match with you and Mike Speedball Bailey, if that's okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've seen him fight. Uh, I saw him fight um, Addy Star in Guelph and I thought it was a tremendous match. Addy's another one I've had on my podcast. Yeah, Addy's great. And, and Mike Speedball Bailey, I was really impressed with his uh, wrestling and his martial arts as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, just give me one second. I'll just uh, turn it on. I'll turn down the volume. So, um, yeah, this is a match. I think this was from September 1st, 2021, I, I believe. Uh, something like that. So Somewhere late summer. Yeah, I guess, yeah, September 21st, 20. Was this the first time you fought, Mike? Uh, yeah, it was actually. First time we touched it all. Wow. And um, I guess this match went about 16, 17 minutes. Overall, how did you feel? How did you think this match went with Mike? Uh, good, good. Uh, it was kind of out of nowhere. Like, uh, you know, you, you expect to wrestle somebody like Mike Bailey and know, like, well ahead of time and kind of have time to prepare for it. Um, but this one just kind of popped up from one week to the next. And uh, all I could do was, you know, make sure my cardio was, you know, up there, ready to go. And I was in the best ring shape as I could be. Luckily, I'd been training consistently during the pandemic, so I think I think it went well. I was going to say, and when you have your match with an opponent, how long does it take to develop chemistry with that person? And uh, do you guys sit down before a match and just try to work things how you want things to go? Um, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll chit chat, not not too too much, you know, um, just sort of major points that we want to hit. Uh, as for chemistry, honestly, you either have it or you don't. Uh, sometimes you expect to have great chemistry with somebody who is, you know, a great wrestler, and you just don't. And no matter how many times you wrestle, sometimes it'll never, ever, ever get to where you want it to be. And sometimes you wrestle somebody for the first time, and you guys just bounce off each other really well. Okay. Now i got to ask you this. What do you prefer, being a heel or the baby face? Um, probably the heel. Uh. It's kind of weird because I tend to get cheered even though I'm a heel sometimes. I'm starting to think that it's because I'm having too much fun and people are kind of seeing that and they're like, 
you know, in on it now. Uh, but definitely being a heel is more, you know, my characteristics. Um, but nothing too serious. I, I like to think of myself as like a cartoon villain, you know, like, yeah, I'm a heel, but like, I'm not, not trying to ruin anybody's day. You know, I want everybody to have fun. I was going to say, does the promoters have a say in when you do a wrestling card and who's the baby face or the heel, or is it up to the individual wrestlers? Um, Kind of 50-50. Typically, if the promoter asks me to be either face or heel, I'll be face or heel, whatever they want. But, um, you know, as you kind of get more clout, uh, someone like, you know, Mike Bailey, he might say, well, I'm a face, you know, and that's it. I don't, I don't do heel because I'm a face right now. But um, yeah, it really depends. I'm not too too annoying for that. I'll just be whatever you want me to be. <laughs> okay. And do you have your own ring, your your own colors, and your ring gear, and then um, your ring entrance music? How did you come up about that as well? Um, so the whole character is basically just like a kind of Western gunslinger type thing. Like this started with like a Mexican revolutionary, kind of went into like the gunslinger territory. Um, so I just the music I just picked stuff that kind of matches that um like right now i'm using a song by tito and tarantula and uh they're just very like i don't know very kind of chill guitar uh acoustic kind of sounding so i, I like to kind of get the crowd to kind of relax <laughs> yeah because the entrance song is a huge because as soon as you hear a wrestler come out to that so certain song you know who it is mm -hmm. definitely uh, one thing you get, what, what I was going to say, uh, did you have a wrestler or wrestlers that helped influence your career? And did you have any mentors when you're first breaking up into the, breaking into the industry? Um, when you say influence, you mean like people I watch on TV or people like local? A combination, combination of both. Um, well, on TV, definitely Eddie Guerrero. I mean, uh, I started off um, kind of doing just high flying stuff uh, because I could. Um, I had done parkour and like karate as a kid. So like that kind of stuff came very naturally to me. Um, but I kind of realized that that wasn't really the type of wrestling style that I wanted. Um, I grew up really liking Rey Mysterio. And as much as like, I'd love to emulate some Rey Mysterio stuff, I know that I can't do it as cleanly and as well as he can. So I figure I'll just do something that I can do uh, cleanly and, and as good. And uh, Eddie Guerrero kind of, fit that niche for me um you know he's a technical guy not a big guy but uh big presence and he can he can fly when he needs to um as for mentors um i mean early on uh just just all the guys who were kind of at squared like luckily like nobody kind of had like a big old ego so you could go just up to anybody and ask them like hey what do you think about this what do you think about that um psycho mike was very helpful early on uh, Josh Alexander has become sort of a mentor for me in in recent years. Um, yeah, just 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 the just the old guard that came before me, you know. Okay, have you uh, wrestled outside of Ontario, or do you stay in the Ontario area? Um, I've wrestled in Quebec, uh, Nova Scotia. I'm trying to get into BC, and sooner rather than later, hopefully into the states. Um, okay. But yeah, that's it for now. Okay, um, what's your favorite wrestling moves that you like to use? And it's, and do you have a submission hold, too? Uh, yeah, so actually, one of my quote-unquote signature moves is called the Witcher Lock. 
It's basically just a uh, half crab where I got my knee on your head. And uh, it's, just, it's just a half crab on steroids, just yanked all the way back. Um, I like that. Um, I don't know if I have really a favorite move. I, I just like, I like things that kind of, uh, I don't know, people don't see coming. Like, nobody expects you to stomp on someone's foot. Like, it's just, you know, it's not quite dirty, but it's also not, you know, it's not cheating. But it's not exactly something that a good guy does, right? Um, so I like to catch people off guard with that kind of stuff. Okay, I was gonna say, and um, when you wrestle, do you do like doing a little bit of brawling stuff, or are you more of a you rather do the technical stuff? Um, I'd personally rather do the technical stuff, but I'm down for whatever. Okay, I was gonna say, and what is an average match for you, like uh, like time wise? Um, I mean that really depends on uh, on the booking. Uh, lately, since I'm kind of champs champ in two different places, it's about 20, 25 minutes. Um, which is comfortable. Uh, sometimes you get, uh, you know, 8 to 10, 10 to 12. Th those are a little bit harder, actually, because you have to tell, you know, a story in less time. When you have 25 minutes, you have lots of time to kind of spoon feed the audience exactly what you want them to uh, appreciate out of the story. But with 8 to 10, 10 to 12, it's a little bit more rushed and you have a little bit less time to kind of get the message across. Okay, and what's your biggest crowd that you've wrestled in front of so far? Um, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. Um, I would have to guess either at C4. I think they they fit about 500. Um, there's been some Destiny shows that have been super packed. Uh, I'm not really. I don't really. I don't know. I don't. I don't really go and ask the promoter. I don't really care about that stuff too much. Like as long as the crowd is engaged, I don't care if it's five people or 500 people. I was gonna say, and I like that location in Cambridge too. Yeah, and and then when the the card I went to on March nineteenth, the crowd was really engaged with all the matches, and that's important too. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, next question I wanted to ask you is: Do you remember your first wrestling match and your opponent? And um, do you have any rituals uh, before a match? Uh, yeah, my first match was uh, me and Preston Miles against uh von vertigo who at the time was jeff vertigo and uh a mask guy named grimbo um it was actually funny because i didn't expect to be wrestling that day like i didn't even have gear or anything like i was still as far as i knew in training and i kind of just showed up to help that day and they were like hey do you want to wrestle and i said okay and so i just borrowed someone's tights borrowed someone's kick pads and uh got in there um as far as rituals go, um, I like to stretch, obviously. Stretch a lot, get nice and warm. Um, I'm not uh, not as young as I was when I started, so I really got to make sure that I'm nice and warmed up before I get in there because now I start pulling things and hurting things. and you know. Uh, so I definitely want to stretch. Um, I like to take a moment just before I go out and kind of just relax and not think about the match, not think about the nerves, anything like that, and just sort of focus on myself for a second but uh that's about it okay uh there's something else i was gonna ask you i should have wrote it down but uh i was gonna say um i forgot was I'll, I'll come back to it after um i'll just lead to my next question too sure um what do you enjoy the most about the wrestling industry and what are some of the hardest aspects of the industry when you're first getting into it um i really enjoy the like camaraderie uh i like it just feels really good to be surrounded by wrestling 
and not have people kind of be bickering or you know like promoters will bicker wrestlers will bicker like it's supposed to be a business and everybody's supposed to be professional but you know everybody has egos and everybody has you know their way of doing things so people butt heads a lot um so at, and it's funny because i guess the people is what i enjoy the most but at the same time those are also the hardest aspects um because sometimes sometimes people just let their own sort of views get in the way of just you know doing business and at the end of the day like that's what this is this is a business and you should be able to wrestle just about anybody and take care of them and you know they take care of you and you you should be able to just wish everybody a good show you know even if you're not on it and it shouldn't be a big deal but sometimes it's not that easy uh so yeah like that's it. the hardest aspect sometimes is just people's egos and people's difficultness um when this should all be fun right definitely um how do you have your own agent or do you kind of negotiate for yourself with these uh promoters uh, i negotiate for myself yeah okay yeah i was gonna say and how often do you wrestle do you wrestle like twice a month or what's your schedule normal schedule like uh usually anywhere from two to three times a weekend okay that's that's enough yeah wow. <laughs> and how long does it normally take you to recover from a match from the bumps and bruises and all that um it's hard to say um after that iron man or the uh it's not, it wasn't an iron man match it was actually a two to three falls match but the the 64 minute match that i mentioned uh I, i'm still feeling that and that was two months ago um my, my lower back especially is just on fire so sometimes it takes you know two months sometimes it takes longer uh sometimes you feel great the next day some you know it, it, it all really depends uh it's, it's just so many factors like you know the moves you take um your nutrition if whether you've been working out you know what i mean like it's it's just a whole lot of factors and i was gonna say everybody's like the, the non-wrestling fans all they say oh it's all scripted and stuff like that but you have to be a, a tremendous athlete and you also have to be a bit of an actor actress as well mm -hmm. yeah no definitely definitely yeah um i don't get offended when people say you know scripted or fake or whatever like okay so is everything else you know what i mean like yeah that doesn't bother me um but yeah like if people don't respect the athleticism that it takes you know I, I I coach beginners wrestling and, and almost every class I see someone, you know, do something and kind of knock the wind out of themselves. And they're like, oh, God, like this is a lot harder than I thought it would be that, you know, every bump is uh, supposedly the equivalent of a small car crash. Like what we do is not easy. And uh, I don't need people to be like, oh, it's it's legit. It's legit because it's not. But what we do in there and and the. The maintenance that we have to do outside of the ring you know it that deserves respect and overall how did you look this match with uh, mike overall how would you grade this match um it was good honestly i don't like to uh i don't like to toot my own horn but honestly i i, I felt really good about it um honestly my my biggest concern was just keeping up with bailey because he is just on a next level right and uh i was very lucky to to even get this match um it was a big confidence booster so i i mean i would i would say i was really happy with it okay have you uh, fought addy star yet as well um not one-on-one -on -one, but we have uh had a four-way i think 
Okay. Oh, that was that's what I was going to ask you before. Obviously, you're a singles wrestler now, being the champ. But do you still like doing tag team matches, or do you prefer doing the individual singles matches? Oh yeah, no, I, I love tag team wrestling. Um, as soon as uh, Von Vertigo's back, we'll be right back at it. You know, doing tag team stuff. Um, tag team wrestling can be super fun and super exciting, right? Because you have so many more moving parts, and uh, you can just do a lot of things that you can't do in singles matches. So, because growing back up in the eighties, you had the Heart Foundation, Demolition, the mm-hmm. Bulldogs. Uh, you had so many great tag teams, and then it seems for a while there it kind of got lost, but it seems to be coming back again with tag team wrestling. Yeah, no, I agree. It's definitely coming back. I like that uh, tag team in the WWE, uh, Randy Orton and Riddle. Uh, oh two yeah, different types of <laughs> of wrestlers, and it's it's kind of it's I think it's doing well. It is. It is. Uh, at first, I was kind of like uh, skeptical, but the more and more I watch, the more and more I'm like, okay, this is working. <laughs> By the way, I don't know how you feel. I prefer the old championship belts from the '80s and '90s and what they have now. Um, I would agree with you for the most part. Um, I think everybody, you know, likes the belts that they grew up with, but uh, God, uh, some of the ones they have now are pretty meh. Yeah. Not not ugly, but just meh. What's your uh? And I was going to, before I get back to the WWE, what's your thought on uh, uh, Crystal Moon now being that uh, Crossbody's uh, ladies champion? I think it's great. I've uh, I've been a big fan of Crystal Moon for a while. Um, you know, some people, some people, what they lack in sort of athletic ability and sort of natural, you know, God-given talent, whatever. They make up for in hustle. They make up for in hard work. And I've watched her for, I mean, I guess like three years now. And she's just been putting in the work. You know, she's gotten in great shape. Obviously, we all have a long way to go, but she puts in a lot of work, and I'm glad it's paying off for her. Definitely. Now, how did you get involved with Crossbody Pro Wrestling? Like, um, uh, somebody put you in touch with them? Um, no. So I, I had wrestled, I think, a few tag matches with them. Um, and I think the first or second time that Vaughn, my, my tag partner, had gone to the UK, I realized, I'm like, oh, I only have, you know, X amount of bookings this month. Let's see if I can find some more. So I shot Ben a message and he actually said, Oh, I didn't realize you were looking for singles bookings. I thought you were just doing tag bookings. Yeah, and he found a spot for me. I went, had a good match, came back, and it, you know, that's how it started, and that's how it uh that's how it always starts, right? You just go, you make the best of an opportunity, and uh hopefully the people will welcome you back. Okay. And that's it. And that leads to my next question. You've already answered part of it, but I'm going to ask you this anyways. Who has been your toughest opponent so far, male and female? And obviously you answered the one part, uh, who you defeated to win the title. Um, and what's it like being the champion for, for uh, both Barry and CrossFit with two different uh, organizations? Um, you know, I joke that that it's it's just, you know, you have to stay the latest and you have to wrestle at the end, right? You're the most tired. But it is good. Like, it's great. I mean, to, to know that two different companies uh, kind of recognize you as, you know, not only just a good wrestler, but, you know, someone who's, like, reliable and loyal, it means a lot. Uh, at the end of the day, like, all I want out of wrestling is for people to just be, you know, have, have sort of, ah, what's the word? Um, you know, just I want people to look across the card and say, oh, who am I wrestling? Oh, it's Fuerza. Great. Easy, you know? That's what I want. I don't. I don't want to be difficult. I want to be reliable. I want to be. You know, people. People say good hand. 
as if that's an insult. I think that's the best thing in the world. A good hand, somebody that you can just throw into anything and they'll make the best of it. Um, so I take it as a huge compliment. Uh, it's nice, obviously, holding titles. You know, like wrestlers like to pretend that wins and losses and titles don't matter, but they do. And, you know, like they make you happy. And so that's great. Um, as for toughest opponents so far, um, I mean, holding Albright in that 64 minute match definitely is up there. Um, other names that come to mind is Mike Bailey, you know, trying to keep up with him. Uh, Josh Alexander, same thing, you know, just this is this, this, this business is all cardio. So just trying to keep in, 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 uh, the same pace with those kind of top level guys, especially Josh, you know, he's, he's challenging for a world title this weekend. So, uh, guys like that are typically pretty tough. And one thing also, you want to protect your other opponent from injury as well. Of course. Of course, that's number one priority. Because uh, I know in the, um, what was it, the Bret Hart era with uh, Bill Goldberg, uh, I guess Bret Hart had some injuries. Actually, he got pretty well. His career was ended by Bill Goldberg. And I know also Owen Hart uh, made a mistake with a pile driver on uh, the late Owen Hart on mm -hmm. uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin too. So uh, yeah. you want to be one of those guys knowing that, hey, I'm, I'm good in the ring, but I'm also uh, make sure I take care of my opponent. For sure, for sure. I think I think uh, Chris Jericho in particular. I think he prides himself on the fact that he's never never hurt anybody. And you know, sometimes accidents happen, right? Like this is super dangerous what we do, right? Like people get hurt doing things that you wouldn't expect, right? So sometimes it's bad luck, and sometimes you know it's a bit of a sloppy worker. <laughs> okay, and I'm, I'm gonna throw you on the bus on this one. Uh, if you had a choice right now, WWE or AEW? Oh man, that's tough. I think I would lean towards AEW. Um only because I feel like they have quite a bit more freedom. If you can keep working the indies while you're with them, you know, that sounds like a win-win to me. Um even if you get lost in the shuffle, at least you kind of have that name value behind you. Uh but with the WWE, you know, you can get lost in the shuffle and you can't, you know, work anywhere else. So I'd have to lean towards AEW. Okay, and I was going to say, who do you think is the best baby face right now in pro wrestling and the best heel? Um, Adam Page is probably the best baby face. And it's just, I love it because it's just like they, they're not trying to, you know, fix what's not broken, right? They're just very standard, typical, excellent baby face, right? Like his whole run has been just by the book, perfect. And like, it's just proof that like, if it's not broken, don't fix it, you know? Uh, as for heels, uh, Roman Reigns comes to mind. I think he's a bit heavy-handed with some of his monologues, honestly, but maybe that's the point. I don't know. Uh, I like the Bucks a lot, too. I just, I like, you know, the random crap that they wear. Um, I like Seth Rollins for a little bit there. Uh, I think he's kind of leaning towards the, uh, babyface sort of side now, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what Edge is gonna do, right? Like he's right now, it's like a very kind of a typical wrestling, you know, bad guy persona. So I'm excited to see what that's gonna turn out like. But I guess I would go with Roman Reigns and Adam Page. Okay. Yeah. Do you see CM Punk going back to being a hill again? Because he was quite good at being a hill when he was in the WWE. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if Edge can go heel, I think anybody can go heel, right? Like, it's just fun, right? And, and people forget that wrestling isn't just about, you know, technique and, and all that stuff. It's about being, like, creatively fulfilled, right? 
So if you can get your sort of creativity juices pumping, then why not? And at the same time, you know, like you're leaving money on the table if you don't sometimes. And I was going to say, do you see CM Punk getting the heavyweight title uh, and AEW having a run with it? I can see it. Yeah, why not? Okay, and uh, if there, if if Roman Reigns does lose his title at some point, who do you think the WWE will select to uh, take the title off his hands if that happens uh, in twenty twenty two? In twenty twenty two, God, I don't know. I I I think the problem is they haven't really built up any like major baby faces uh, in the past little while. Like Drew McIntyre, I guess, but like I don't know. I I I think he's a better heel personally. Um. I don't know. I could see it being like a younger guy. You know, they could kind of give him the rub. But I just, I wouldn't know who. I mean, honestly, the only person that comes to mind is like Braun Brecker, but like he's still pretty green. I don't know if they would strap the rocket to him like that. Because whoever beats him is, is that's going to be like a big, big push, right? Do so, you think, uh, do you see Brock Lesnar coming back? And do you think he'll get a push again? Or do you think it's going to kind of be the end of his career in the WWE? Um, no, I could definitely see Brock coming back. You know, Brock's a businessman first and foremost. So if there's money to be made, I'm sure he'll come back. Um, as for being champ, I mean, he doesn't ever need to be, but it's the easy route to go. But, you know, Brock, Brock is a draw no matter what. He doesn't need a title. So if he were to come back, hopefully they just keep him, you know, in, in some sort of program with somebody else. Because I was going to say, I like this new Brock they had because he was more friendly. Like, he just seemed to be more himself than yeah. before. So. Yeah, it was fun. Cowboy Brock. <laughs> and uh, what's your thoughts on Paul Heyman? Oh, he's great. Genius. Absolutely genius. Say, can you see Ronda Rousey being connected with him at some point? Yeah, why not? Ronda is not a good talker. That's totally okay to say, right? Um, Paul's a great talker, so. It would just make sense. And that leads to my next question. Obviously, being having a personality, being a talker, um, did you have somebody help you with that, or is it just something that comes naturally? Uh, um, honestly, uh, why? Well, okay, well, I did theater school for a while, but I wasn't okay. in. I wasn't in like the acting program. I was in the theater program, so I like I wrote. Um, so that definitely helped. Uh, you know, I love movies. I just a lot of what I uh sort of pick up in promos comes from you know outside things whether it's movies or books or music or whatever um i think i've always just been kind of a talker like not necessarily a good talker but like you know i just i speak until something comes out and uh i don't know i think i think with the right crowd you know when the crowd's engaged it becomes very easy to just talk and kind of be confident uh, there's nothing worse than trying to cut a promo with, you know, a crowd that's just not really engaged because then sort of all your your uh, faults kind of come to the surface, right? Because if you don't have any energy to feed off of, you're kind of like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what to say anymore. Um, but you know, when you get lucky, like in a crowd of Crossbody, Destiny, or Barry, you know, like all I have to do is say something and they'll give me the energy right back and then that way it's easy. Has anybody ever said something to you in the ring where you had to, you almost broke character? Like it's so funny, you just wanted to laugh? Because there's been cases, I guess, in WWE that's kind of happened to where guys say something outrageous and the guy's just really having to hold it in. Mm -hmm. um, 
I mean, people make me laugh all the time. <laughs> I'm 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 kind of lucky because my character, whether it's whether it's a good guy, it's a guy who would laugh, and if it's a bad guy, it's also a bad guy who would laugh. Like, yeah. I I I've kind of structured my character in a way that like if I laugh, it doesn't seem out of character. Like it doesn't seem like I'm breaking character, just because that's that's who Gabriel Forza is. He will he'll he'll laugh. You know, he's not afraid to show his emotions. If you chop me, I'll scream. Right, like uh that's just who i am okay um just one last question i wanted to ask you actually two quick ones who is besides yourself who's the best talker at crossbody pro wrestling besides yourself <laughs> um i would say either the dirty vets or holden albright okay the dirty vets are just i mean they're just classic old school guys like they're great to watch and uh, holden albright is great at just speaking from the heart you know Okay. And besides um, Crystal Moon and obviously Alexa Nicole, what other female wrestlers should we be, uh, fans should be looking out for in the future? Uh, uh... Definitely Lou Fisto. Uh, she just made her AEW debut and, and I believe she just got an American visa. So hopefully you'll see her a lot more. Um, Lou Fisto's great. Um, Jody Threat. Jody Threat's great. She's also kind of making waves in the States. Um, who else? Who else? Um, yeah, I can't really think of too many. Uh, let's see, Alexia. I mean, Crystal Moon, obviously. Jody Lufisto. Um, yeah, honestly, I'd have to think about it. But yeah, Lufisto and Jody Threat definitely uh, top tier. Like Lufisto's a legend at this point, and uh, who knows? Maybe Jody's a legend in the making. Okay, and uh, I was gonna say. Any advice for those looking to pursue a career in the wrestling industry, Gabriel? And can you just uh, tell us maybe just quickly uh, a little bit about the next card in Cambridge? And where can my audience uh, find you again on social media and websites? Sure. Um, the best advice I could give anybody is just get in the best shape that you can. Um, because anything that you do in the wrestling ring is going to be easier if you're in good shape. You know, whether that means exercising or dieting or really, really anything, you know, like signing up for a self-defense class, a jujitsu class, like gymnastics, almost almost everything that you do, like outside of the wrestling ring, athletically can be applied into the wrestling ring, like even swimming, right? Like swimmers have great cardio. So just anything that you can do to keep moving, keep healthy, that's going to help. Um as for the next card in Cambridge, um, I actually don't know any of the matches. I wish I could tell you, but uh, Madman Fulton will be there. I'll be there. Um, probably somewhere between eight to nine great matches. Some tag matches, some ladies wrestling, some singles wrestling, probably a scramble, right? So you got a little bit of everything. Um, and where can you find me on social media? Um, where's the lives is my tag on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I got a link tree attached to all of those. So they'll take you to all my goodies. Got a YouTube channel. Uh, what was that? Pro wrestling tees, all that stuff. It's all on there. Okay. And what's your, uh, what's your next match now in Ontario? Like, uh, uh this Friday I'm at C4. It's a, uh, four way between myself uh, young Jay Lee, Ben Ortman's, and Killian Murphy. And where is this at again? Uh, Ottawa. Ottawa. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I was going to say, Gabriel, um, thank you so much. I hope I didn't mispronounce your last name again. No, I don't think you did. Okay. So it's Feruza? 
Fuerza. Fraza. Fraza. Think think uh, think like uh F and then yeah. where like where is so and so and then za like pizza. Okay. Fuerza. Fraza. Okay. There, there you go. Well, all right. Well, thank you so much. I try to get my um, guest names right because, I, like I said, I'm just I'm trying to make a career in the radio, and and it's important to pronounce people's names right or get it right. Of course. So, but I was gonna say uh, thank you so much come, for coming on, Gabriel, and I'm hoping to get some more wrestlers and and, and maybe Ben in the future to come on as well. And sure. I'm trying to get I'm trying I'm working on trying to get Crystal Moon to come on as well. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure she'll uh, she'll be happy to. To hop on definitely so i again i want to say hey thank you so much for coming on gabriel and we'll definitely uh i'm definitely going to be at the june 18th card in cambridge and hopefully i'll get to see you defend your title again awesome can't wait okay well have a great night and we'll keep in touch with you on social media you too see you thank later. you so much you too bye Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed my podcast tonight with Gabriel and talking about the squared circle. And uh, let's see, guys, just to let you know, my next live with CDP podcast is Thursday, April 21st at 3 p.m. Eastern with Chris Darrington. He's a point guard with the Basketball League in the States, Toledo Glass City, and he's coming off the 2022 All-Star Game MVP against the National Basketball League of Canada All-Stars. Um, the TBL defeated them 155 to 150. Chris Darrington was named the MVP from Toledo, had 35 points. Uh, four uh, assists and three rebounds. So we're going to talk to Chris about his uh, career with the uh, Toledo uh, Glass City and being the All-Star MVP and um, his story about uh, almost giving up on basketball. And now he's uh, he's uh, back with his dream again of hopefully being in the G League and eventually getting a chance in the NBA. So I hope you guys can tune in to uh, uh, Season 3, Episode 31 of Live with CDP Podcast this Thursday at 3 o'clock. Again, with Chris Darrington, point guard with the uh, Toledo Glass City. And again, their 2022 All-Star MVP against the National Basketball League of Canada All-Stars. Uh, also, guys, um, check out YouTube Crossbody Pro Wrestling Academy. They post a lot of their um, uh, matches on there as well. And Crossbody is out of Cambridge, uh, 132 uh, uh, North Argyle Street in Cambridge either. So just check them out there as well. And also, guys, like I said, you can check out his uh, Twitter page, Gabriel on Twitter, at Fusa Lives. And you can check out their um, Facebook page, uh, Cross uh, CBPWA Academy as well. So, And uh, before I wrap up the podcast, guys, I uh, just want to let you know uh, live with CDP Podcast. The audio version is on Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, Castbox, and LinkedIn as well. And also, guys, you can follow me on TikTok at Live with CDP. I'm quite active on TikTok as well. So. And uh, let's see, guys. We got some basketball games tonight to talk about. Oh, before we get to that, uh, you guys can check out my uh, wordpress.com slash home slash live with CDP podcast dot wordpress.com. I just did a, another uh, blog on the return of the OHL playoffs after a three-year hiatus due to the pandemic. So hopefully you guys can check out my latest blog. I do a weekly blog. So just check it out at wordpress.com slash home slash live with cdp podcast 
www.wordpress.com. And let me know what you think of my blog as I'm trying to get into writing as well. So, and also, guys, you got Atlanta and Miami tonight, game two, Minnesota at Memphis, game two, and New Orleans at Phoenix at 10 p.m. And also, the Raptors play tomorrow night at home. Game three against the 76ers, must win for the Raptors. They're down 2-0 to Joe Embiid and the Sixers. They do not want to fall behind 3-0, so um, they're going to have to step up. But again, I want to say thank you to my guests today, uh, Kelsey and Nicole Nelson uh, from Bally Sports and pro wrestler Gabriel uh, Feruza um, from Crossbody Pro Wrestling and also uh, Barry Wrestling for coming on tonight. And I will be downloading these podcasts really shortly. And uh, like I said, guys, I think that's pretty well it. Um, the Detroit Tigers are at home at Comerica Park for six-game series. Uh, they're taking on the Yankees in a three-game series. I am not sure who they're playing that on the weekend, but Miguel Cabrera is at 2,995 hits. He is five away from the magical 3,000 hit. He would be the first Tiger since 1974. Uh, Al Kailine, who had his 3,000 hit against the Baltimore Orioles at the old Memorial Stadium. The last Detroit Tiger to have 3,000 hits in Detroit at home was 1921. Ty Cobb did it uh, at the old, um, I guess it was uh, uh, Briggs Stadium back in uh, 1921 uh, when he did it. It eventually uh, became Tiger Stadium, but Ty Cobb's the last Tiger to hit 3, have 3,000 hits done in Detroit. And Al Kaline in 1974 is the last one to do it. He did it against uh, Mem at Memorial Stadium against the Orioles. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully Maggie gets it uh, uh, this week. So we'll cross our fingers. But uh, again, guys, I just want to say thank you again to uh, Kelsey and Gabriel for coming on uh, live with CDP Podcast. Episode 29 today was Kelsey. Episode 30 was Gabriel. And uh, again, guys, before I leave, next live with CDP Podcast, again, is this Thursday. April 21st at 3 p.m. with Chris Darrington, uh, point guard with the Toledo uh, Glass of the Basketball League. Again, the recent MVP of the All-Star Game. Again, 35 points, four assists, three rebounds against the uh, National Basketball League of Canada All-Star Game. And I'm looking forward to speaking to Chris. I uh, had his head coach, Freddie Zamaya, on a couple weeks ago, and uh, it should be a good podcast with Chris. So uh, that'll be Season 3, Episode 31. Thursday at three o'clock Eastern. So, all right, guys, I'm going to call it a podcast. Uh, just again, want to say thank you to Kelsey and Gabriel for coming on. Thank you to everybody watching this on my YouTube channel. Please subscribe if you haven't. Thank you for everyone watching on Facebook Live and on Twitter at Christy Pame. Uh, follow me if you'd like to there and also uh, on my audio platform as well. So, I hope everybody has a great night. Enjoy the NBA games, and uh, we'll see you guys. Thursday at 3 o'clock with Chris Darrington from the Toledo Glass City. Have a great night, guys. And thanks again for watching, watching and listening to Live with CDP Podcast.